0: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Locatora
1: Radio. Locatora
3: Radio. Locatora Radio. Radio. Mommies of Myth and Bullshit. A radiophonic novela. Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Femme. Hello, welcome back to Locatora Radio. Welcome back, Locamores.
1: Como estan? We are back with another installment, another capitulo of Brown Girl Hour.
3: Yes, thank you for tuning again, tuning in again to our radiophonic novella. As always, this is Diosa Femme.
1: And this is Mala Muñoz.
3: Locatora Radio is where we celebrate the legacies and geniuses of women and femmes of color.
1: And... Um, On our last capitulo, our last episode, I hope you all tuned in. It was a really cute capitulo, really fun to record, really fun to plan. And I really liked it. Yeah,
3: me too. It was
1: the Locatora's Guide to Goddess Worship.
3: Yeah, I loved it. Um, Some of the highlights are um, you can't fuck with somebody that doesn't see you as a goddess.
1: Truly, of course, obviously. Mm -hmm. Important.
3: Very important. And um, masturbation is goddess worship truly mm-hmm. you're
1: worshiping yourself mm-hmm. you're worshiping the divine the divine feminine absolutely all at once yeah
3: so if you haven't tuned into that capitulo just yet you know you have some time yeah um to catch up
1: and you can find us as always look at our radio on soundcloud mm-hmm. instagram twitter we're everywhere we're all over the place
3: yeah absolutely So, yeah, tune in, and thank you for listening today. Um, So before we get into our content, we want to do some updates. Yes. Um, I believe it was last week, or in the last two weeks, um, our episode with Tamarindo, we had a cross-collab with Tamarindo Podcast. So cute. So fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. So thank you to Luis and Brenda of Tamarindo Podcast for inviting us to be on the show.
1: And we talked about rape culture. Yeah,
3: we talked about rape culture, um... I really liked that episode. I think oh, yeah. it was very educational, like the way that it was formatted, the way that we, the way that they asked the questions and guided the conversation and then of course like the way we engage so I was really happy with the way that episode came out
1: yeah and I think the conversation like it was just such an important conversation to have yeah and I was really happy and excited that they were so open to the conversation and like wanted to talk about rape culture and abuse and mostly in Latinx communities is what we talked about right so go check that out um Tamarindo they're on itunes they're on sound they're everywhere
3: yeah they're on audio boom i'm not sure if they're on soundcloud but for sure you easy way to find them is itunes
1: yeah so you can check out that episode yeah
3: please do it's really great um tweet at them tweet at us when you're listening and let us know what you think yeah questions you might have yeah absolutely um, and then we had a really fun run-in with a Locamor. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was so cute. Yes. Um, Mala and I were working at a coffee shop in the Arts District. And, um, well, Mala got there first. So right. you, you start the story. So I had gotten there,
1: and I went up to go get some coffee. And um, when I went up there, the woman, the mujer behind the cash register was like oh my god do you have a podcast and i was like (laughs) yes and she was like oh my god i love locatora radio you're so cute like love the podcast Mm -hmm. love yosa i love mala i love the whole thing she was so sweet and it turned out to be the owner of the boca poco shop Mm -hmm. and they're on instagram Mm -hmm. and so rebecca the the owner the artist behind it it was her, and yeah. she happened to work there, and we happened to be working there that day, and she recognized us, and she was so sweet. We got hats.
3: Yeah, she gave us these really adorable, gifted us these very adorable hats. Um, is actually wearing hers today. Oh, yes.
1: We'll put up a photo. Yes,
3: we will discuss our outfits in a little bit, but we just want to um, give a shout-out to Rebecca from Mercado Poco Poco. She's on Instagram, um, just at Mercado Poco Poco, and yeah. she does pop-up shops here in L.A., i believe she's originally from austin or from texas at least yeah um yeah and so it was so nice to meet her in person she was so sweet and so good to us um so yeah shout out she spoiled to us she did she did spoil us with coffee and goodies from her shop
1: yes yeah yes. so cute so that was fun. And then we also had a fun meetup with one of our favorite podcasts.
3: Yes, we had a meetup with Café Con Chisme, with Sebastian and Yasmin of Café Con Chisme. Who are brother and sister. Brother and sister. In case listeners didn't know. They're amazing. Sebastian and I have been friends for quite a while now. Um, and it's so great that like we're both po- podcasting. Right. Um, yeah, so we got to plan a future episode that'll be in the works. We can tell y'all that now. Um, so there will be there will be some more cross collabs. Um, there's going to be a lot more cross collabs. Yeah, we like collabs. Yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> we do. So if you're a podcast and you're listening, you know, hit us up. Hit us up, mm-hmm. and we'll create magic. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then last night, um, well today is Saturday, and last yeah. night we went to Scam and Jam. We did a, at the Regent, a party hosted by Bayalonia and Los Angeles Cruise Night, and. Yeah, they have a monthly party, and mm-hmm. it's basically like old school, right. like Chicano oldies. Yeah. Basically, like songs that you would hear on like a cruise night.
1: On a cruise night. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And like it, low-riding
3: music. Yeah, and they had like an all-women all women DJs. Right. Que Madre was there from Chulita Vinyl Club. Right. Que Madre played. Yeah. Um, jada boo
1: in the past like yeah. at past scam and jam parties like sand one was doing like live oh, painting right. mm-hmm. on stage you know it's a really fun event it's a really cute event there's vendors mm-hmm. they were they had a photo booth um you yeah. know lala was there we to had a lala yeah well
3: their photo booth was actually the first that was the first time they had a photo booth oh, at last night last so night. it was a brand new element and it was so much fun it was great i, I have the pictures right here from last night and we were with Jessica, the poet, of course. Yes. Um, one of Mala's friends, Melissa. Yeah, Melissa. Our friend. She's our friend, She's too. She's our friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and it was so much fun. So thank you to Lala for getting us on the list and always showing us a good time. So check, and Scam and
1: Jam, you can find out about future Scam and Jams mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yes yeah really fun and you know what honestly today we're recording we always record on Saturdays we do and sometimes you know we have our good days yes. and sometimes we have our bad days that's a good transition I want us to do <laughs> we're recovering
3: a from- check-in yes um and see how we're doing
1: oh girl how are we doing well you know uh today I'm a little bit tired and sad and hungry yeah <laughs>
3: I feel the exact same way Tired, sad, and hungry Yeah, I've been kind of a sad girl
1: recently Same, I have
3: been super emotional It's been, this past week was rough Mm -hmm. And it felt, I saw someone else post on Instagram Like, did anyone feel like this week was a year long? And yes, I felt like this was the longest week ever
1: emotionally just, like, dragging yeah. myself through the week. <laughs> yeah,
3: and you have your good weeks, and then you have weeks where you're like, uh, why yeah, is any literally. of this happening?
1: So today's episode, um, you know, we podcast for for the sad girls. Yes,
3: <laughs> this goes out to all the sad mommies, all, all the, the sad locamores. Who
1: are in their feelings. Yes,
3: we are in our feelings today. Who just want to nap. Yeah, and... I'm going to add that Mala is in some great lounge attire. Oh, my God. Thank you. She is in all pink. Can you describe your outfit for yes, our Yes, let's,
1: let's describe our outfits. Um, so today, I taught a self-defense class. Well, that's the other thing. So right. we went out to Scam and Jam last night. And, of course, inevitably, uh, we ended up at King Taco to go get food. And like Melissa, this was the fourth weekend in a row that she ends up at King Taco, That's like <laughs> after going out. So, and to- two of those nights have been with me. So we ended up picking King Taco, we get our tacos, we dominated the, they have a jukebox at the one here on Cesar Chavez. Oh yes,
3: I remember we've been to that one.
1: Yeah, so we bought like 18 songs. Of course.
3: <laughs> Can I guess that they were all Selena?
1: Many of them were Selena, mm-hmm. many of them were Shakira, we played some Paquita La Del Barrio, Rata de Dos Patas. Of course, Paquita's my home girl. Oh my I gosh. love Paquita. You're so funny. She's one of the original shit talkers. She is. She was singing about how men are trash before we were even a twinkle in our parents' <laughs> eye. You know what I mean? She's been doing this shit for. I'm just following in her light, in her footsteps, in her in her legacy. Yeah. So that was us at King Taco. So we we were we were out and eating late. I I went home and then this morning I had to be up to teach a self-defense class, a four-hour self-defense class at 9 a.m., 9 to 12. So I'm struggling. Yeah. But anyway, so my outfit, um, (laughs) my outfit, I'm wearing this, one of my favorite like lounge pieces. It's this bodysuit um, that has kind of, like, a racer back, mm-hmm. and it's pink and black, sort of, like, stripy, and then I have, like, my pink fuzzy slides, and I'm wearing the hat from Poco a Poco that Rebecca gave me, mm-hmm. and it says, Mejor Sola, and it's pink, so yes. I'm pink from from head to toe.
3: Literally, different shades.
1: Different shades. We will shades. post a
3: picture, as always. Yeah.
1: Um, so I would, like, to today my look, I'm going to borrow my friend Claudia's phrase, but, like, I am just 100% like stay-at-home dog mom looks. <laughs> I like love bitter it. bitter and single mm. and a stay-at-home dog mom. There we
3: go. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Those is, looks. That is a
1: look. But still cute, obviously. Yeah.
3: Um, so I'm definitely low energy today as well. Not for the same reasons. Um, I actually left Scam and Jam before the right Before all of y'all did right and it was so ridiculous because i was walking out and my boo and i left early because we were both tired and um we were standing outside like to cross the street uh-huh. and there were these two men in a in a big truck um like you know waiting for the light to turn green and i could feel the two men kind of just like looking right. at me but i was right. like whatever like we're gonna cross mm-hmm. they're gonna leave like I don't need to make it a deal or yeah, whatever. It'll be over soon. But anyway, so we're both like going in the same direction. I, we're walking. They're driving, obviously. So the light turns green at the same time and the walk to, to walk turns green. So we start to go. And all I hear is that booty, though. Oh, my God. Uh, and and you were like, with your boo. I was with the person that I'm seeing. And Lord I was like, heaven. you know, generally you think that when you're with someone that is visibly your partner. Yeah. That you'll be fine. No one will bother you, but that is not the case with these men. They are
1: so bold. They're really bold. In the worst ways. But see
3: how in the car. Like mm. that wouldn't have happened if they were outside. I don't think.
1: Right. It could have been it
3: could have been a different situation, right?
1: I once had I once had an experience where my ex boyfriend, we were in New York and walking down the street and some guy did say something directed towards but it was kind of almost like he was, like, challenging... Oh, shit. ...my ex-partner to something, but it had to do with me. And, you know, like they're both from new york like new york guys so to be honest like i don't speak new yorkese and like i couldn't really catch what exactly he said like (laughs) there was an exchange that took place that was just beyond my ability to comprehend you're so la yeah i'm so la but i knew that it It was was something it was something and he was being disrespectful and it was because of me you know but
3: sometimes they are like that they're confrontational Yeah. yeah
1: it's really this weird like I'm going to challenge you to a duel in front of this woman. It's like a mating ritual. Oh,
3: so weird. Same thing happened um, a a while ago where we were walking in Long Beach and some man looks at me and then looks at my boo and goes, you better keep that locked up at home. You see, like, what what is that? There was no need to say that. And no, you will not keep me locked up at home. Right.
1: It's just bizarre. Like, why? It's bizarre. And it's so interesting how men, like, lead with that behavior. Like, that man was a complete stranger. And the first and only interaction you ever have with him is that? That's weird.
3: These men don't quit it. The other day, I
1: was walking papas around my block and this gross man in his car like followed me but he did this thing where he would drive by me really slowly and try and talk to me and when i ignored him he would like turn a corner and then loop back around and he did that five or six times
3: He, uh, he
1: followed me all the way home and he kept coming up next to next to me to try and say things to me he was like a latino guy like in middle age and so finally i was just like go home to your fucking wife I know she's waiting for you, and she's probably pissed off at your dumb ass. hmm What are you doing here? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go home Ugh. to your children yeah. and your wife. Get out. Mm. So anyways, yeah, another reason why we're tired.
3: Yeah. Men. I'm drained. Yeah. Men. And they're bullshit.
1: Again. I'm,
3: always, always. <laughs> um, but I wanted to feel cute, even though I'm so tired. So I'm, I'm actually just wearing just a long dress it's um just a long, like cream-colored dress. I actually picked it up in Peru, and it's a hundred percent cotton. Ooh, so it feels amazing, and it's completely backless, which is one of my favorite cuts.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, and it has a high slit on the leg, so I look cute, and I'm wearing red lipstick, but I'm exhausted. Right. But no one would know. No one would know. Sometimes it you have to give yourself that extra love. Oh yeah. You know, if you can and you're feeling down, you have to just like adorn yourself more. To make it out the door. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was it's so funny because I was running late to actually get here. But of course I got here before Mala did. Yes. <laughs> and it she was did. hilarious. Yes, you did. Always. <laughs> Every I'm time I'm like, Mala, I'm running late, okay? And I got here first. <laughs> anyway, um, before we get on to our little song break. Any updates that you want to share with us? Personal projects? Um,
1: I don't think so. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Yes. I haven't talked about, I haven't talked about my everyday feminism fellowship. Yes, you did on the last one. Oh, okay. You talked about your article. Yeah. You're working on a new one. I'm working on a new one. Mm -hmm. I'm working on several. So one of the ones that I'm working on right now, I actually. Oops. oops, Sorry. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) No, I ha- I do have new updates, new projects. So, um, I am writing an article based off of an interview that I did with um, a queer Chicana filmmaker. Her name is Adelina Anthony. Yes. And she's from San Antonio, Texas. And she's a playwright. She's made films. She's an actress. And recently, she and her partner, Marisa, mm-hmm. they have... Uh, they're co-owners of this production company, Aderisa Productions. Yes. They produce their own films. Mm-hmm. Um, they're wife-wife team, and they're bomb. I love it. They're bomb. They're both um, queer Chicana artists, filmmakers. And so they recently created a film called Amigas with Benefits, and it was in the PBS Online Film Festival. Yeah. And so I am interviewed um, Adelina, and I'm writing an article based on that interview and about the film. So look out for that.
3: I love that. When I was in college, I actually got to meet Adelina Anthony. Love. Um, She came to a... She did her performance of um, Las Ociconas. Nice. And she did a performance at the university, and then I got to go to dinner with her afterwards with some, like, Chicano, Chicana studies faculty. And it was so... She's so... It's so funny because you meet her... Or so interesting. I shouldn't say funny, but it's so interesting because the way someone performs and then the way they are when they're just like hanging out with you. And she just was like so calm, such like an observer, you know, when Mm. we were having dinner, she was definitely like, I remember her being more quiet and like listening and looking around and definitely more observant. And I feel like that has a lot to do with being an artist. Yeah. And then you see her perform and it's like, boom, just pura magia, you know? She saves it yeah. for the stage. Yeah, exactly. She definitely Love. saves her energy. Um, so that's exciting that you're working on that. I'm really excited to see the final product. Yes, well, I'll share the it with interview. you all. Yeah.
1: I'll share it with you all. And, um, you know, basically she treats her films and her filmmaking as medicine. And they mm. have like a spiritual mm-hmm. elder on set. So I'm writing it about that. Okay. You know, like film as like medicine. I love that. That's
3: a beautiful framework.
1: Yeah. So I'll share that with you all, um, when it comes out. And I think, did you have any updates that you wanted to share?
3: Yeah. You know, I actually recently performed at a storytelling event. So I want to shout out the organizer, uh, Ernesto. He goes by UndocuBay on Mm -hmm. Instagram and the the uh, name of the event is called Cocoon_LB underscore LB because it's actually based in Long Beach. But I think they're looking to take it to different cities. Cool. Um, so I participated as a storyteller and the theme was the eye in Instagram. So it was examining five photos from your the beginning of your Instagram to present day. So really had me reflecting on the past three years mm-hmm. um, because one of my first few posts is actually when I was still living in Peru. And I was traveling. So I looked at that picture and thinking about like what I had just gone through while I was in Peru and yeah. then coming back to finish up my senior year at Santa Barbara and then moving back to L.A. and then starting the podcast and right. all these different things. So really talking about my trajectory. So it was really great. Um, and what's really cool about their or his, he had um, he had a partner that he was doing it with, but she actually left to do her Ph.D. in Boston. Ooh. So he's the only one facilitating at the moment. And, um, their, I guess you could say their little like philosophy is, um, heal, transform, liberate. Cool. So that's the the point of the storytelling. So it was super great. So we will post a flyer in the future for their event. Um, they try to have one once a month. So highly recommend, especially if you're like trying to get into performing and just like need a safe space to kind of tell your story. Yeah. It was nice for me. It was liberating and had me examining things I hadn't. hadn't wanted to think about in a while Mm -hmm. so it was good it was good I definitely felt the liberating aspect of it I love that yeah
1: that's great that you were able to share
3: yeah and man it really had me also reflect on the podcast because I can come here and talk and be good and we're exchanging energy and I can engage with all of y'all via social media and then when we meet in person but actually like speaking public speaking is so it's so different oh yeah so definitely reflecting on like shit this is hard, yeah. right? And props to people that can that just perform, and that's their craft, right. you know. Um, yeah, it is a skill. It is a skill. It is a skill. It is a talent. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll, I'll be doing more of that in the future. But for now, it was a nice little taste of it. Love. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So we're gonna go into a quick break.
1: Por casteras peligrosas.
3: have really chill yeah. content um because again we're tired we're tired <laughs> the world like not only our personal lives but like the world is trying us and oh my
0: god definitely
3: what we advocate for during brown girl hour is like joy Yeah, you know like there are other platforms where y'all can talk about like everything that's going on in the world especially in charlottesville like yeah and shout out to those you know, media and news and all of that. Um, and
1: individuals. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But we are tired. We're tired. So we're actually going to just do, like, a, sh- a little, like, get to know us. And yes. we'll talk about, like, little facts about us and ask each other some questions. So, um Mala, can you share a little known fact? A little known fact about me. Yes.
1: Yes. So a little known fact about me something that, like... um I love to share when I meet new people, Mm -hmm. you know, if I want to get to know you, like I'm a very, (laughs) I'm a, I'm a very goofy sort of person. And when I was younger, I really channeled that. Um, I did a lot of musical theater in high school, but one of my favorite facts about myself is that I actually went to the junior Olympics once for speed walking for race walking did
3: not fucking know that i'm dying i
1: competed in the junior olympics in race walking and i came in sixth (laughs) place in the nation (laughs) what yeah Yeah. you heard it first i will not demonstrate i will not show (laughs) anybody do not if you see me on the fucking street don't ask me to demonstrate my race walking form because i will not do it that's it's in my past it's behind me It's a deep, dark secret, clearly. That's so funny. So yeah, I was just like a little weirdo. I ran track and cross country for many years. I did
3: too. I did cross country in high school.
1: Loved it. Very fun. Mm -hmm. But there was a period of time where like race walking was like my event. And it's a two mile that's intense. It's a sixteen hundred meter event, yeah. but you're walking. You're yeah. race walking, and there's a specific form, a specific technique. There's judges like every hundred meters watching your technique and your form, because if your if your foot placement isn't correct, you can get you know disqualified. disqualified. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole world. Racewalking culture is wild. Wow. I'm no
3: longer part of that community,
1: <laughs> but I once was.
3: I'm dying. That's great. Yeah. How about you, Yosa? Um, Little known fact. Oh my god. Okay. If you've known me forever, then you no- do know this, but um, I don't think our loca would know this. So I was actually a vegetarian for six years. Six? Yes.
1: When did when did it begin? When did it end? It
3: began probably when I was a sophomore, maybe a freshman in high school. And um I stuck through it. I was like very adamant that I was going to be a vegetarian for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the reason that I actually stopped being a vegetarian is because I moved to Peru. Right. So, I, of course, in Latino families, Latinx families, you've experienced this if you're a vegetarian. Like, you go to parties and you, like, what do you have? Like, arroz con frijoles. That's it. Um, maybe, <laughs> like, an egg. Like, your your options are very limited if your family isn't supportive. Mm. If they are, like, yes, they will accommodate you. But... Some of our families don't get it, and that's, like, a whole other conversation that maybe yeah. we'll have in the future. In the future. But I already felt like, okay, like, I go home, and I can't eat any of my mom's cooking, any of her Mexican food, and then I go to my family parties, and I can't have any Peruvian food. But fuck, I'm going to be actually in Peru, so I'm going to eat everything. Yes. And I did eat everything. Good. And I told myself that I was going to transition back into being a vegetarian when I moved back to the States, and I did not. And I am... I'm sorry if you're a vegan and vegetarian listening, but I really love to eat cheeseburgers. And I love to eat tacos asada. Fair. And I think one day I will transition back into a strictly plant-based lifestyle. Okay. But for now, I'm definitely enjoying the meats.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Meat is great. Love meat a lot. Um, Yesterday, I had this mole from this... this, um, They're a restaurant called... Oh, yeah. They're a company, a catering company. Yeah. I love Jocelyn. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. So last night, we had like a work event, um, a volunteer appreciation Uh event, and Todo Verde, they were there and they catered. They catered. catered. And they made all the food. And she made this delicious bomb, 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 um, vegan mole. And so instead of using pollo, they used uh, mushrooms. And it was so good. That sounds delicious. My God.
3: Okay, fun fact. I actually met Jocelyn, the creator of Todo Verde in Peru. Stop it. Yes.
1: Lord. I know. And
3: she was, well, she's been a vegetarian or I'm not sure if she's vegan, but she's lived a plant-based lifestyle for many years. Okay. Um, and she talks about, I think, attributes that to her father getting sick mm. um, and then using, really using food as medicine. Um, but I actually met her in Peru because she, her and a few other mujeres were at a, Latino Latino America and El Caribe feminist conference and it just so happened to be in Lima while I was in Lima so one of our friends Silky Silvia she actually connected us and was like hey Ariana's there or Diosa's there Um, These are some mujeres from L.A. that are going to be in Lima at the same time at this conference. So we all met. And it was one of those things where it's like so cosmic because you're like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I met Jocelyn. What a small world. What a coincidence. Right, right.
1: But I think that I would be more inclined to eat vegetarian and eat plant-based if all those options Mm -hmm. are available, right? Mm -hmm. Or if like... But when you're raised where all of your meals are Mm -hmm. centered around a mead, you have to completely change the way you approach food and grocery shopping and cooking and what you supply. Absolutely.
3: Right now I'm down to like, I do my best. I'm not always good at it, but I I try to have just like all of my meals be plant-based except for one Mm. because realistically I know that I'm going to have like chicken or something. At least, right. right. So um, I'm trying that and it's definitely, I mean, I feel better, but you know, We'll see when I transition back completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if that yeah. happens, I think it will Fair. in the future. Yeah, yeah. I think if I, I was dating someone that was also like, yes, let's do it, it would definitely be easier. But what do you do when you're dating? You go out to dinner, you go out to brunch, you do things. A you lot eat. of a lot of things revolve around food yeah. and drinks, right? So if I and was meat, yes, and meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hilarious. All right. Let's go. Let's transition to our next, next, question. next question.
1: So, Diosa, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Spanish, in English, we have a lot of fun phrases. Yes. What are... What's a favorite phrase of yours? Yeah.
3: Um, this was actually inspired by your hat that you're wearing. Yes. But mejor Love sola que mala acompañada yep. is definitely one of my favorites. That's a good one. Yes.
1: That's mejor sola que mala acompañada. And there's really not such, like... A poetic equivalent in English no there's not
3: no I definitely went through a mejor zona phase a few months ago um after I was like on and off with someone yeah. after multiple on and off relationships you know it's just like fuck yeah like why am I doing all of this why am right. I putting all of me through this right so definitely like if it's not working it's not working right exactly. so you gotta let it go so mejor sola and something something good will come to you and not only relationship wise but job wise yeah. project wise friendship wise so many things open up when you're not focused on one person right um one person that's not right for you yeah and you're forcing it forcing it forcing it and fuck it's not supposed to work out right so mejor sola que mala compañía
1: hell yeah. That's an important, important phrase. But yeah. you know what? There is some type of an equivalent in English. I could do I could do battle by yes. myself, right? that's
3: a good one. Right? Which we're going to credit to mm-hmm. black women. Absolutely. Well, maybe just
1: white ladies don't have a phrase. You're right. We have a phrase.
3: I can't... You know, we wouldn't know.
1: We wouldn't know. So... <laughs> I wouldn't know. I would not know. Hmm. But for me, I love mejor sola que mala acompañada because it's like First of all, there's an emphasis on the company, Mm -hmm. right, or that relationship Mm -hmm. being bad or toxic. Yeah, it's not like oh, I'm fucked up or Mm -hmm. it's my fault or I'm a problem. Mm -hmm. It's no, the acknowledging that it's the the relationship, absolutely, right, and I can be good by myself,
3: absolutely. And it's also like I think when relationships. When they're unhealthy or they go they go wrong, it's very easy to put the blame on just one. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the times, it's the both of you. Yep. So, you know, and not that you're like, you shouldn't weigh it out necessarily, but like definitely both people need to be held accountable. So I think exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Like the relationship the is relationship. what's bad. And I can be good by myself. Yeah. And I am.
1: Yeah. And isn't that what we want? Mm -hmm. We just want to be good, stress-free. Like, your relationship should not cause you, like, premature wrinkles. Yes. Your relationship should not cause you stress. Mm -hmm. One time, I knew that I was, like, in a stressful relationship because I got into a fight with, like, my partner at the time. Let's say it was, like, on a, a Friday night or something. Got into a fight with him. But then in the morning, the next morning, I had an appointment at the doctor So, got into this fight, screaming, yelling, horrible. The next morning, I go for my checkup. They take my blood pressure, and I've never had ever in my life high blood pressure. Mm. Never. Never. But the morning after this fight with this partner, I did. And I even told the nurse, I was like she was surprised. The nurse was like, you're, that you're usually very regular and yeah. normal and healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And so this is a spike. This is different for you. And I was like, literally, it's because of this man <laughs> who stressed me out and is now literally affecting my physical health. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, mejor sola, mejor mm-hmm. sola on a lot of different levels.
3: Mm-hmm. Right? There's a reason that when, when people and relationships like the glow up happens right yep. either they get into a new hobby they're at the gym they're doing yoga they're doing something that's like new maybe something they've always been wanting to try they dance or something yeah um, there's a new hobby like your friendships get stronger yeah there, there's a reason that that there's happens a
1: And I always like, like for me, I always feel like in doing work, like domestic violence work and rape crisis work, one Mm -hmm. of the primary functions of my job is really helping people to break up with Mm -hmm. their up partners.
3: Absolutely. I'm
1: just like, I'm a breakup.
3: Mm -hmm. You're a breakup consultant. I'm a breakup consultant. You need to add
1: that to your title. And I love it. I love helping people to break up with their partners.
3: Absolutely. Mala is that friend that if you tell her something in your relationship, she'll be like, okay, well, you can dump him. You can dump them. It's not going to work.
1: I really advocate for it. She really does. If your life is stressful, if there's fucked up things going Mm -hmm. on and your relationship is causing you even the least bit of inconvenience, Mm -hmm. dump them. Mm -hmm. You will feel better. (laughs) Yeah, It's just not necessary.
3: Yes. So now I want to ask you, what is one of... What is a phrase that you really like? Oh, oh my God. One of my favorite phrases, which I
1: actually have, like, memorialized in a (laughs) Sandia Stitches embroidery is chiona pero pero chingona. I love it. And Sandia Stitches, right, um, she embroiders. What do you call those things? Those rounds? I don't know. I don't know what they're called. But the round embroidery magis. And she puts different phrases and images and pictures. You can find her on Instagram, on Twitter. And she does beautiful work. So I ordered one from her with little teardrops on it. And it says, chiona pero chingona. I love it. And I love that phrase because it's like, yes, just like today, we're chingonas, we're locatoras, but we're we're sad sometimes and low energy. Yes,
3: we are sad girls today. And you have to be both. Mm -hmm. It's a balance. It really is. Crying is good for you. Yes, letting yourself... Be sad.
1: Letting yourself be sad. Mm -hmm. And you know what? More and more often, I allow myself to be sad even, like, in public. Like, Mm. I cry in public all the time.
3: That was me a few weeks ago. I had a really cathartic session with my therapist, and I was... Bawling the yeah. entire I literally cried for a day straight and Aww. I was just crying everywhere like driving like bawling my eyes out listening to salsa which is actually really sad salsa is very a very sad genre it can be. even though it's very upbeat <laughs> right um yeah and I was just crying forever so definitely and I cried at the gym yesterday Oh no yeah, what happened crying in public yeah. just I was texting like a few friends about something that I was go- that's going on right now and just having them support me was like and it, I started crying it,
1: it can messaging. be even even positive yeah. reactions absolutely to things yes. can make you cry because
3: mm-hmm. crying is not always
1: bad mm-hmm. it's not always a bad thing that triggers it right really good things can trigger crying yeah
3: right totally totally hmm okay chiona pero chingona even when we're sad we're gonna be chingonas exactly even mm-hmm. when we're sad and that's part of being a chingona
1: is embracing your sadness and riding with it
3: mm-hmm.
1: yes riding that wave
3: yes yes so I have another question for you um, because I already know the answer and I want our listeners <laughs> to know. <laughs> so when did you realize that you were a bruja? So um, I first
1: realized I was a bruja. I think that I, me and my friends, even when we were very young um, in elementary school, we had this inclination towards dabbling in in brujería, dabbling in witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So for example, this is one of many examples, but for example, we went all out with this and we used to have sleepovers all the time, me and my friends. And, you know, not a lot of people are allowed to sleep over at other people's houses, but our little group of friends, there was like three or four of us. Our moms were all comadres and really close. Mm-hmm. And we were able to hang out with each other and have sleepovers. And we like were very elaborate with our sleepovers. So what we began to do one year was we would actually schedule our sleepovers and time them. We would look on the calendar and find out when we could expect like the next full moon to be. Okay. We would only have our sleepovers like on the night of a full moon. Oh, my God. So we did a couple of them where night of a full moon, At my house, we like slept outside under the light of the full moon.
0: Girl.
1: We bought a Ouija board. We sat inside a circle of salt and we put garlic everywhere. I have this rain stick that my dad has had for years. Mm -hmm. And we like passed it around like person to person. We did, we had a seance. Basically. And that was like our sleepovers usually involved some sort of like attempt at like mysticism. And we were in elementary school.
3: I love it. You were having seances at the
1: age of like 12. Exactly. Exactly. And it was really fun. It was really fun. I think that we um, we got to explore sort of that curiosity mm-hmm. and it, just the fact that we were just so drawn to it. Right. We wanted to do that stuff. I used to, when I was a little girl, my family members were always, um, you know, giving me things to help me make, like, oils and like potions and Mm. stuff I was always grinding up leaves okay I was always creating potions I was collecting little glass like containers and vials and stuff so I can keep my stuff in it one year for Christmas all I wanted was a molcajete like (laughs) I requested a molcajete from my nino from my uncle oh
3: my god that's beautiful and he gave
1: me a giant stone one like a beautiful one and I was we had a eucalyptus tree in our Mm -hmm. backyard so I was always grinding up eucalyptus leaves and doing things with eucalyptus so I was in like my Bruja shit as a child. Yes. And they, like, my friend Kathy was the same. Mm-hmm. And she was she was really into, like, being in her yard and plants and yeah. potions and all this stuff. So we were the little brujas. And that's how our families, like, always talked about us. Yes. They would kind of make fun of us. But, yeah, that's when I first knew I was a bruja. I love that.
3: How about you? So for me, I don't have anything, like, specifically like that. But I remember always feeling like I could feel everyone's energy and wanting things to protect me from it. Yeah. And I would tell my dad, because he always had, like, a charm or something around his neck for protection, and I would tell him, like, I want one. And he would be like, no, you're too young. You don't need one. But I really, really wanted one. And I remember telling him, like, oh, esa persona no me cae bien. Me cae mal. And I could, like, there was just something about people, like, I just knew um, that there was something I didn't like. There was some energy. And my dad would tell me, like, It is. It is una niña, like, it is muy joven para decir que alguien no te cae bien, Something mm. like that. Like, you're too young to feel like someone isn't good. Or that this person isn't, like, whatever, you know? Which is not true. Which isn't true, exactly. Yeah. So I, I just, I remember always being very aware of other people's energies. Okay. Maybe not necessarily, I mean, of course towards me, but just in general. Like, right. in the room, towards other people being very observant. I was a very shy kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so being very observant of everything that was going around, going on around me. So I feel definitely in terms of energy work and now protecting myself, um, when I'm out and about, or even just in close company with other people, um, that I may not know, definitely s- taking care of myself and my energy and my physical body, right. and my space. That's why my space is my sanctuary. And I tell anyone that comes in like, we're not talking about problems in here. Like, this is my yeah. sanctuary. We can talk about it outside. Right. You're not bringing that in here. Um, so, yeah, d- always being aware of what was going on around me
1: mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as a little girl. Amazing.
3: Yeah. Right. That intuitiveness, mm-hmm. that
1: intuition, that, yeah. like, the fact, basically being a child empath.
3: Basically. It's exhausting. I think that's why I'm so tired now as an adult. Right. I'm just, like, been carrying loads, like, for years. feeling everything and nobody being, like, let me help you.
1: <laughs> Let me take away yes. some of that. Let me hold some of exactly,
3: that Exactly, exactly. And it
1: helps.
3: It yeah. It helps. It does. It really does. Um, I think also, like, being a child, being the youngest um, had a lot to do with it. Being the only girl in the family had a lot to do with it. Um, being, like, my mom's friend, but her child, we definitely had that, like, go more girls type of relationship, which is a very weird thing to have as a kid. Okay. You know? So... Definitely taking on that emotional labor for parents, family members.
1: And their adult emotions exactly. that are so heavy yeah. and like wrought with all kinds of yes. stuff.
3: Yes, I was a very depressed little kid and Aww. nobody, yeah, nobody would do anything. Nobody could do anything about it. I think nobody wanted to see, mm-hmm. like, see it or maybe like think like, oh, show out of it. She's going through a phase. But yeah, it was a lot. So I really value like energy work now as an adult Seeing my therapist, those are very, those are things that I hold very sacred to me and my healing since I'm like undoing a lot of stuff, mm-hmm, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. That's
1: fabulous. I mean, just the realization and... Mm-hmm sometimes, like, our own emotions are, like, the hardest things for us to understand. Yeah,
3: and, you know, it's so interesting, like, vibes that you give off without, I think, even trying to, um, Mm -hmm. but there's other people that are like you that feel them. Yeah. I actually received this message yesterday from a friend of mine who we're social media friends and we've met a few times in person, um, and she messaged me just saying she thought of me and she wanted to send me some love, and I was going through it yesterday. I was, like, really sad for a bunch of reasons, and then she tells me, hey, like, I wanted to connect you with my healer because she does like physical therapy but for like forgetting trauma or releasing traumas from the body oh and I was like bitch what yeah. she like read me you know yeah. so it was really interesting the way like you I guess engage your exchange yeah yeah it's very interesting
1: yeah no and that's how you know that mm-hmm. somebody is like truly a healer mm-hmm. if they can sort of pick up on what it yeah. is that you're in deficit yeah. of or what you need yeah
3: mind you I hadn't talked to this muhead in months and you know we're social media friends yeah. so how, com- how can you really know what right. someone's going through you know but she did which I think is amazing that's great. Yeah. That's fabulous. Yes. Social media wins again. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Yet again. Yeah. Shadow haters. Shout out.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> Telling us to get
3: off Instagram. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You get off Instagram. <laughs> Please. Um, I know, right? Um, even today, I posted a picture. Like, send me, send me love today, friends. And I got so many real, very sweet messages. Um, Aww. Yeah. So people be people, people know. People know. Yeah. People
1: know. So our final question for yes. today in our getting to know you segment yes um diosa why diosa like what does that yeah. name that title yeah mean to you
3: yeah you know i think we we talked about diosa our goddess a lot in the last capítulo, but i still like hold a lot of it still holds true to me um someone that is flawed um so for me i think being uh, Adiosa a is like recognizing my divine feminine. Okay. Um recognizing the divine feminine in others. Mm-hmm. Um coming from a place of healing, coming from a place of love and like gentleness. Um but also recognizing that I'm flawed. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've hurt a lot of people and I've also been hurt mm-hmm. by a lot of people mm-hmm. and um and people have also made mistakes. Yeah. So recognizing everyone is on their own process, in their own journey of growth, of healing no one is on the same page. Um, and I think that's definitely why we harm each other, especially in relationships. Um, so for me, it's just, I think, also really recognizing that I am a sensual and sexual being. Right. Um, my sexuality is very important to me. Um, and allowing that in a place of healing as well. Mm-hmm. So really just coming from a holistic perspective, I Got think, it. is what is why Diosa is very important to me. Got it. Yeah. I love that.
1: And I think that Diosa suits you. Thank
3: you. I think it's fitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I think you embody the name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's so great when we're out in public and people call us Mala and Diosa. I love it. It's hilarious. I love it. It's very sweet. Um, I also love my name, though. You know, my name is Ariana, and I was named after my abuela on my on my dad's side. Um, so I love my name. I think both names are very fitting. Um people call me diosa and people call me ariana and both i love yeah. so you know but it's for just, the sake of the podcast for the sake of we're the podcast. gonna continue with diosa absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah um so i want to to close up i want to ask you um why mala why mala well i think that for me i have
1: always loved the idea of embracing the shunned Woman, yeah, the woman who, like, for me, I remember one of the first books that just really, really drew me in was actually the Scarlet Letter. Oh wow! And Hester Prynne, right? Who, yeah, was um, a young woman, a very young woman who had. This is like in colonial times, right? Okay. I think they were Quakers or some shit. Yeah, they were. They were I Quakers. think they were like.
3: What is it when you came from... Puritans. Yes. They were Puritan. There we go. They were Puritans. They were Puritans. So
1: I, I don't usually reference like, oh, like, you know, this Puritan is like, I identify with this Puritan. Right. But, <laughs> but, right, being a young person, a young girl reading, yeah. reading anything about women in yeah. literature and the, and women in sex and women in pregnancy and women in stigma.
3: We should have an episode on that.
1: Oh yeah. On, 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 uh, on the malas, right? Oh, yeah. Of the world. I have always been drawn to those women, those figures, the ones who have are shit on and talk shit on, right. usually because of something having to do with their expression, their sex, their sexuality, right? So like Hester Prynne in The Scarlet Letter, she's a young Puritan woman mm-hmm. who has an affair with a priest. Yeah. And she becomes pregnant. Right, by this priest. Right. And she is forced basically her consequence, because essentially what she did was considered criminal. Mm-hmm. Her public shaming was she had to wear a scarlet, a red letter A on all of her clothes. Mm-hmm. That stood for like adulteress. Mm hmm rights to stigmatize her and cast her out from the community the Hester Prince of the world the Monica Lewinsky's the Yoko Ono's yep. who get involved with powerful men sexually romantically and then the women are shit on and ostracized and yep. they're bad 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 and bad women you know yeah. the Anita Hills those yes. are my people <laughs> I love those women yes I love those women and for me always you know growing up in a Catholic family and a Catholic house household mm-hmm. um really not vibing with that not liking it stepping yeah. away from all of that yeah kind of just behaving the way that i want to behave
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and a lot of times to the horror of my family yeah not because i want to spite anybody or rebel against anyone it's more like no this is how i feel comfortable mm-hmm. living my life yeah. you know and i'm a ma and i'm as you soy mala yeah for those reasons absolutely and i also for me i take mala and loca sort of in turn same so when we talk about loca is like for survivors like mm-hmm. reclaiming the term yeah right and reclaiming this idea that we're not hysterical we're not crazy we're exposing shit that we don't like yeah right I think that the mala is also like the loud bitch too
3: absolutely
1: right who is speaking her mind and maybe even calling yeah. out people and yeah. making others look bad because mm-hmm. you're talking about well this is the violence that you've done and this is how you're bad yeah right
3: so that's what it means Totally, to me. yeah. And I think you can be a little bit of both, also. Oh, yeah. You can be a mala and a diosa. Oh, absolutely. Totally.
1: The yin and the yang. Absolutely. We embody that, I think.
3: I completely agree with you. Definitely, I think why we're we have good energy. We're good, we have a good vibe, good chemistry. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Yes. So um we're gonna wrap, we're wrapping up now. Yeah. Um, we want to talk about actually our next capitulo, capitulo 20. Um, so we're actually gonna open up the um we're going to open up the episode or the capitulo to our listeners because we want to do 20 questions so we're posting a curious cat link so all of y'all can ask some questions we've gotten some along the way but i think this will be a good way to really direct um all of the questions that y'all have for the podcast and we're going to answer 20 so we'll be picking 20 questions that y'all submit Um, I guess the best 20 or or whatever we feel like answering. (laughs) Whatever
1: we feel like. To be honest, whatever we feel like answering. Yeah. Whatever we like. Because we're not going to force ourselves to like expose things or talk about things that we don't want to.
3: But definitely we've um, seen along the way that y'all have questions about us. So this will be a good way for y'all to get to know us more. And this was a little preview of that. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. episode was a preview of that. So ask us questions ask us questions
1: and we're gonna post the curious cat link right Mm -hmm. so you'll find it look out for it
3: yeah
1: um and you know what get creative with your questions yes they can be questions about us if we feel comfortable we'll answer those personal questions Mm -hmm. questions about our opinions on things plans interpretations of stuff whatever Mm
3: mm-hmm yeah, definitely. We've gotten some emails in the past few weeks asking us um, some some questions, and this will be a good way to also answer them. Yeah. We don't have a specific theme for no, these questions. No, we don't. So whatever you guys feel like asking. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Yeah.
1: I want to see what you all are going to submit. Yeah. I can't wait.
3: Yeah, and the cool thing is that you can ask anonymously. Yes. But you can also list, like, sign in and write your name, and that would be cool, too, if you so want we can to. know who to shout out. And um, who to yeah share share your stuff with your yes. info with yeah all right well that is it for today that is all locamores yes is. as always um, follow us on locatora radio on Instagram Twitter Facebook SoundCloud all of the above listen share engage you know yes keep up with us
1: the whole night also
3: shout out to we had two listeners that um shared bathing suit photos with us Yay. because mala tweeted um something on twitter and it, what was it it was a gif it was a gif of the both of us when we were, we had our little beach day at the beach and the caption was like share your best your favorite yes um your favorite picture in your favorite
1: bikini your yeah. favorite bathing suit yeah and so a couple people responded yes
3: so if you haven't done that yet the link is there or the thread is there. On Find our it Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, don't forget to use our hashtags: hashtag Locatara Radio, Brown Girl Hour, Radiophonic Novella, and Locamores. Clearly. Clearly, yes. obviously. Yes. For all of our loves. Yes. So that is it for today, Locamores. Thank you for tuning in to
1: another capítulo of Brown Girl Hour. Besitos. Besitas.